You're listening to Big Girl Money. What a good day. This is a good day. Yeah, and I'm Moxie gets a, out. gets a play date. Moxie's at a play date, and I picked up your air filter for you. I know. At Napa. How lucky am I and to have, I have you to say, as my personal Uber to bring my air filter to me? <laughs> your delivery woman? Yes. I was a little nervous because you know how you always say that when you used to go to the financial advisor with your first pancake, it was yes. kind of a horrible experience because you'd only talk to your first pancake, not you? Yes. The advisor? Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? You were afraid the. Auto dealer was, I mean, the Napa oh, guy was. Yes. Have you not ever had a negative experience at Napa? No. I feel like Napa is the most sexist place on earth. Really? Yeah. I've not had a problem. You've never gone with Chris or your first pancake and they only talk to Chris or your first pancake? Um, Probably. Probably it has probably happened. But I just walk up there and act like I'm the one talking. It's my freaking car i'm dealing with it right and chris is over there going i gotta get a tool i need some new tool i gotta get a tool please please i want to get a new tool i said whatever you want to do right that's good so i i had a good experience that time okay i walked in i said my friend has an air filter i need to pick up and they said here you go oh that's cool well and this weekend i realized so I had my financial advisor meeting. Yeah. On speaking of. Friday. Yeah. And um, you know, our review for the year, mm-hmm. right? And I think that maybe I don't know, you can tell me. Okay. But afterwards Chris said to me, Wendy, you know, when you went after Kelly, it it kind of made me feel like you were we were gonna have a throwdown on it and I said so Kelly so we go through the whole thing and then the tax guy gets on and I don't know this guy his name is Kelly okay but what had happened so it was a man yes and evidently emails had gone back and forth about last year's taxes with this guy Mm -hmm. but I saw Kelly and just assumed it was a woman oh right okay so when Kelly stands up and he's you know on the video conference and starts to talk Mm -hmm. I said um so who are you I mean, what's your role? And, you know, what's your role on the team? Team Wendy. Yeah. That's kind of what I said. Yeah. And Chris said the way I said it was way, you oh, know. a little sassy? Yeah, a little harsh. Oh, and okay. I said, oh, man, did I hurt his feelings? You know, did, did it put him off? And he said, and Chris said, no, since you've had the cancer and the anxiety, you know, has kind of gone up a level, it's like your whole personality has a megaphone. And I went, oh, holy crap. <laughs> right? Oh, holy crap. I mean, I was a lot before. Right. Like your personality doesn't exactly need a megaphone. Yeah. I'm not like a wallflower, a little, no. you know. Yeah. You don't need a megaphone. No. But and so apparently I, you got one. So I, I wanted to talk to you about that. Like, oh. am I like just crazy, you know, I don't know. I just... I want the cancer not to change who I am, I guess. No, I don't think it right. is. I don't think your personality has an extra megaphone. So now I'm, <laughs> now I just have to be really thinking about it. Cause no, I don't want to think about it. 
I don't want to be that. I don't think you should put any energy towards it. Okay. I mean, you have a good excuse to be crazy sometimes, <laughs> and it's not so bad that you need to be putting any more stress or attention so to like it. So like in two years. If it was a problem to the point where you needed to work on it, I would sit you down for a Wendy intervention and okay. say, listen, your personality has a megaphone. Yes. We need to tone it down. Okay. I but, like it. I mean, why be hard on yourself in that way? In this, at least during this interval. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm, where I'm in treatment. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm all about the self-improvement or self-improvement. Improvement, yeah. All the time. But also but give grace. Yeah, give grace. When you're trying to go through something, yeah. who cares? Because so, Chris why said- Why beat yourself up? Chris said the same thing to me on this six-hour drive to Nebraska. He said, when we had this conversation, mm-hmm. he said, Wendy, you're way too hard on yourself. Oh, yeah. So- and I think you're hard on yourself, too. Mm, yeah, I am sometimes. Yeah. I'm hard on myself with Moxie. I'm like, Parker, tell me I'm doing a good job. <laughs> Are, really? Because I don't feel like I'm doing a good job. Parker can be kind of, wow. he's kind of like, like that's just kind of who he, like he, he speaks on every topic with such confidence that you think he's an expert in that topic. Wow. Because that's just how he presents himself and delivers anything. Talking to him about anything. Like the other day, he said he went to a networking event and talked about talked to some guy about golf for 15 minutes. Parker doesn't know a damn thing about golf. But he just talked about it like he knew it. Yeah, he just pulled random phrases he'd seen like on the Masters or like heard Amazing. on the radio. Like that's who he is. So when it comes to things that we're working on together, like sure. a project or raising the puppy, sure, he'll... He'll act like he he's the one that knows how exactly. to do it. Yeah, like the way he talks, you'd think he's like a, been a professional puppy trainer. Wow. So sometimes I say, you know, you're a little, I go, it'd be, it'd be helpful if you said, instead of saying tonight we should put her in the kennel and do X, Y, and Z, it'd be better if you said, what do you think about trying this? Or I thought, I think we should try this. I heard this. Right. <laughs> so you know, Chris is good about but that. I admire him in that way because yeah, he. But it's about tone too. Right. And just so- softening the tone. Softening the tone. Let's, let's get into it. All right. We'll play our awesome interview with Lexi Pike. Totally. Who was just awesome. Love her. Yes. I love you, Lexi. (laughs) And as always, we'll close with our big girl spotlight, which you got this time. Yes. All right. So now that we've hashed that out, let's play our interview with Lexi Pike. Lexi is already setting a kick-ass tone early in her ad tech career and now as product marketing manager at Bright Cove. Woo. All right. Let's do it. Shimmy, shimmy. <laughs> yeah, why do we shimmy when we do that? Okay. So, we are lucky to have Lexi Pike. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. And, um... We were hoping you could tell us a little bit about where you are in your career and how you got there. Yeah, absolutely. So first, I started at an ad agency, and then I received an opportunity in tech. And then, ironically, I found myself in ad tech, merging of the two worlds. What what was your degree in? Advertising. Wow. And with a minor in computer science. Oh, so it was perfect. I'm one of those rare people who ends up exactly with what they study. Yeah. (laughs) That is rare. That is not yeah. normal. Yeah, not normal at <laughs> yeah. all. Um, yeah, the ad agency was super fun. Um, the more 
tech side of things was just not the type of culture. I, I always envisioned myself in like a high rise building, you know, yeah. like like big girl money, Boston, you know, the <laughs> yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah, model yeah. building. Yes, it just yes. it wasn't the culture I was looking for. And then I, I've kind of achieved the best of both worlds uh, when nice. I went to this ad tech company. And then um, for personal reasons, I moved to Arizona and I ended up at a partner company, um, all of which I do product marketing, uh, which is essentially the intermediary between engineering and sales. So right. yeah, I get to see both sides. About how, how many years do you have in your career? Uh, approaching five. Perfect. Out, out of the workplace. Yeah. Right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. I yeah, feel like we just finished high school. So old. Isn't it? Lexi and I went to high school together. Yeah. It goes so fast. <laughs> it's crazy. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. nice for us. I love this getting different people at different places in the career. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I feel like I'm at a very pivotal point. You know? Like I'm, I'm no longer fresh to the workforce. Right. But I'm you got trying some to be. miles on your tires. Yes. And, I, and it's been challenging because I, I want to be taken seriously and make that jump. But at the same time. I feel like I need to develop a tenure. So yeah, it's a a tricky spot, I'd say. Yeah, we've got a question um, I'd love to ask you. What is the one stereotype that people assume about you that isn't true? It's a crazy question to kick it off and warm us up. And also not on the list of prepared. No, it isn't. It isn't. Wendy? Wait, no, no, I'm going to kick it back to you. What do you think it is? Just looking at me. Oh, no, 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 I'm not playing that game. I'll tell you after the fact. Okay. But okay, um, I don't. I don't know if this relates to the question, but uh, so we work. We're a global company, and I work with a lot of international offices, and we work with Australians quite a bit. Okay. And he comes. One of the Australian, my Australian coworkers said, "You have the most American accent I've ever heard." <laughs> he goes, "What?" He goes, "When I." imitate an american accent it's your voice <laughs> weird and so he said he told me he's like yeah you're very like west coast valley girl california oh, it's a, it's so do, you, I, do you feel like that at all i don't know like and, and maybe i do i just said like just now so so maybe but yeah well, i say i say like all the time when i edit the podcast i have to highlight when i say how many, like how many and delete likes? it yeah, yeah. but I'd like to think in a professional setting, I'm not using vocal fillers and talking like that. Maybe it's just my friends, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. The, my appearance, I'm blonde, freckles. I don't know, tall, so, tall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I don't so, think you have a valley girl voice. No, that's good. You don't, don't at all. So I, I do. I am conscious of that perception. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I try to really be careful and calculated when I speak, and try to be articulate. Um, also, I, I guess it is the blonde thing. I just yeah, a blonde okay. thing. No, I've I've, di- I've literally dyed my hair before, like just because I was so self conscious really? about it. I didn't want to be perceived as a dumb blonde. You did, know? Did you oh see any difference with how you were treated? This is awful, but I, I feel like I didn't get a, I didn't get as much attention. I didn't stand <gasps> out. <laughs> but it's just like a, a weird, bizarre thing. Interesting. Um, huh. I was actually having this conversation with. Um, this is horrible. I can't. We, we get really got into it right away. Yeah. Oh, we do. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So I, I go to conferences a lot. These right? really large mm-hmm. conferences, and they're. This is really what made me start to be a feminist. Actually, like I'd always had a much different perspective on this. I'd always mm-hmm. been like, ah, I'm victimized, and I've been so fortunate, and I'm respected, empowered. But when I go to these conferences, I cannot find a number of w- women in proximity. Oh my right. gosh! Right. Yeah. You're it, the only the woman only in the room. One, only. I like. I look. Yeah. They're huge. And then when you see people, when and you like, see one, you go, you b- just buzz over to them totally. like you're here. Well, <laughs> what I think is really horrible is if you're familiar with this, they, they used to have these 
booth babes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. or you would pay a, a pretty an, a, an beautiful young woman to get the men to come into to, to your, your booth. booth. Ew. It's oh, yeah. disgusting. And if I I'm obviously trying to look nice, professional, I mean, I'm always wearing very conservative things, but if I curl my hair, wear makeup, I'm concerned I'll be seen as a booth babe. Seen as a booth babe. Wow. Just just cuz I'm a, a young woman and yeah. that's yeah. really just by being a young woman, I am right. always. Yeah. Like, well, and you're also out. stunning. Oh, thank yes. you. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> when, when I'm red. Like, yes. I'm ready. <laughs> yes. You are. You thank, are. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm getting the hot turn off the year. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, man. So how did this, so you got tired of this and mm-hmm. said, boy, this is all based on appearances. And that kind of got you to the point you understood how people can can judge you on your appearance and this whole gender equality kind of became real to you is that what happened yes um well I, so something i kind of wanted to talk about today is just ageism versus sexism right like sometimes right. i have a really hard time if i feel discrimination am i like is this because i'm young and early in my career is this because i'm a woman because discrimination is discrimination. Once you yes. experience it, I, I listened to one of your previous episodes, and I think a guest said you're much more sensitive to something once you've experienced it. Yes. Yeah. And so I feel your like awareness goes y- up. Y- your awareness is through the roof. It's, yes, well, so. it's how we actually train men to understand how to walk in our shoes from a story, because at least they're experiencing it secondhand. Yeah. They can't experience it themselves but if you can tell them a story you're hoping to up their awareness when it happens to you it sinks in man oh it's crazy yeah. and then you yeah. put up a wall and you're like i don't want this wall to be here because now i'm gonna make up stories yeah. in my head so yeah yeah break it down oh it's honey so hard i went through this type thing where i was like the i don't want to jump to it's because i'm a woman yes so i'll look for every other reason it could be and that was bad because- now you're just not like being yeah. obsessive over it totally yeah. <laughs> like, yeah yeah anyways ageism versus sexism yes yes yes, yes. but uh, so i guess whenever i feel like i'm being discriminated against i always wonder is it because i'm early in my career and they don't they're, they're challenging my credibility mm-hmm. yes. my experience and that's something i really struggle with because i think there is some merit behind age i mean you have more experience in the workforce. Right. But, but, but at the same time, who's to say that my five years isn't more valuable than someone's totally. years or, or yeah. more relevant? Yeah. Past, yes. Or, yes. So I, I guess that's something I really struggle with. I, I'm always very um, sensitive and attuned to being judged or perceived. Right. about. And remember, and, yeah. the other flip side of the coin from the baby boomer side, mm-hmm. I look older than you. <laughs> um, Barely. And so I thought, do they think... Um, not able to. Uh, Heidi Ganahl actually talked about this at the conference. Mm-hmm. She's not getting people to uh, fund her because they said you're older and you don't have the energy. So, just like you seem like you are judged because you don't have the knowledge, we're judged because we don't have the energy. It's it kind of sucks wherever you are. That's what I, it can suck. 
Right? We all have Isn't those. Isn't there a sweet spot, though? Like That's when you're in your 30s? It's when you're a middle-aged like for, male. Like wait, wait, for, wait, <laughs> when you're a middle-aged male, <laughs> that's a sweet spot. It's yeah. like for five seconds when you're 35. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Five <laughs> seconds. And then you flip over well, to the also, other side. But that's when you have babies and you're dealing with all the mom oh, bullshit. Oh, totally. Then you have the if mommy. If you have babies. Not yeah. that everyone's got babies. Yeah, but. exactly. But, I mean, I even know that I have my own unconscious bias. Like, I've even really been, especially since I've become this more feminist and more attuned to this, like I've realized, I think sometimes I receive critique or coaching or delegation much better from a male than a woman. And I'm yes. like, is, is this? You mean like, you accept it accept, and listen to it? I, I take it less personally. I, I think, I, I don't That's know. That's crazy. Just, Why? That's natural. I totally do that. Do, do you from a, a guy? If a woman gives you feedback, it sucks more than if a guy gives you feedback. Okay, what is that about? It's a totally unconscious bias. I understand it's unconscious, but you have to look at, I think the whole point is to be aware that you're feeling that difference yeah. and then to figure out why. I think it's I, because you're more like, like I'm more threatened by other women sometimes naturally, or I'm more likely to be like, to dislike a woman right away than a man. Like I'd, you're just. I'd agree with that. Yeah. And if I want to get all Freudian. Please. Say, yeah, like, I, I would. Freudian. I, I would. I just had like. I had a real a lot of really great male role models in my yeah. life, and so I think I, I mean I mean I just was around less women and a lot of really influential figures in my life had, had been men, so mm -hmm. I think I tend to be more comfortable around them. Or so thank or great leader, thank male. Yeah, yeah, and al alternatively, I've had some really horrible female so, figures or right. managers. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. so, so I think maybe it's just a learned bias, maybe. Right. Yeah. Or, but it's but then I think how. I mean, that I'm consciously doing this and it's horrible. Mm -hmm. I can't really be judgmental or look at someone. So I, it makes me take a second to try to see someone else's perspective. Oh, and, yeah. And, for, yeah. and for, maybe forgive them. <laughs> or, yeah. Or be more patient. Have well, as soon as you notice yeah. that about yourself, it's really easy to turn it off, I think. Like, yeah. I'll catch myself doing it and then be like, Ronnie, don't think that way. And then I yeah. can just not, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're, like, always challenging yourself to be aware of that and stuff. What I think women have bias against other women I agree almost totally. just as bad it's hard though I I'm, do you think you have that bias I you kind of reacted like we were crazy yeah I, <laughs> I have I well, have I, are we crazy like that was that a really messed I, up thing for us I to think say maybe I it's have, because we're younger I have I, never heard this before really never heard it but I do have um pushy aggressive women I have that problem it's like um, it just happened. But that's the whole thing. Two weeks ago, you're more annoyed by the pushy, aggressive women than the pushy, aggressive men. Right? I am. That's what we're saying. Yes. Yeah. But I, I heard it as any woman giving you feedback versus any oh, man. No. Well, if a woman's coming up to you giving unsolicited feedback, that's a little bit aggressive. Well, and I didn't hear it that way. I mean, what if? Uh, and I've had women come and and say it in a great way yeah right right, to, right right to you're working with them and you're saying hey i'm feeling like we're not really working well together mm -hmm. right um and i want to find out why yeah it's all in how they do it mm -hmm. right and i had a woman early on that i took a risk and gave feedback to and she looked me dead in the eye and said you don't know me well enough to give me feedback oh and i went well you sure as hell ain't gonna get any more from now on <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh. Because I was like, oh, I will not take that risk again. Yeah. Right. So 
it's just interesting. It's just an interesting perspective. Yeah. Because I what we what we're trying to build with this podcast and is a community of women that actually help each other. Oh yeah. That pull each other up, right? So well, as soon as I see women in tech now, I'm like, you are in my club. I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm supporting you. Yeah. Right. Totally. And and it's three strikes. You got to be a bitch three times before you're out of my club. Right. <laughs> so I like that three strikes. You're, you're right. And I'm going to tell you, you're on strike too, baby. You need <laughs> to oh think God. about this. So do you think you've made any mental shifts like that since you've become more aware and noticed that you have a bias yourself? Like, have you made any? attitude adjustments or how has that positively impacted your career uh, so I guess I'm thinking really to very specific circumstances like when yeah. I've had like a coach or a mentor or a manager and mm-hmm. I, I really unfortunately like my positive experiences have been with men my negative experiences right have been with women. but I'd say generally what Wendy just was describing like I I'm, like to think I'm more open to Yes, to people. And yeah, <laughs> I don't think that I like turn off all women. I'm not like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, get away from me. <laughs> I'm gonna sit in the back with my. <laughs> <laughs> no, the no. awareness is really all you need. That's why yes. it's so important to share. All like that's why the podcast is so important to share stories yeah. and things like that. Because as soon as it's, as soon as you're even thinking about it, and if you're a decent person, it's not like Stephanie said in the last episode. It's not rocket science. No. Yeah. Well, That's and what totally. so what would you suggest the advice you'd give to someone, to a lot of um, young women the first 10 years who are struggling with this, I got to prove myself because people aren't giving me adequate respect yet because of my age. So I actually have like, <laughs> I don't want to say like the perfect answer, but I had this experience when I first started and entered my career. I was really... um timid and I, I really doubted myself mm-hmm. but I mean I knew my stuff I wish I would have had more confidence and when I had a good idea sure. or I not, not knew the answer but I, I wish I asserted myself more mm-hmm. yeah I think that's really how you prove yourself when you're more involved and engaged and I, I know a lot of the times I had these great ideas and I was too afraid to to speak up yeah but I do think it's like a, a delicate balance and you learn the longer you're in the workforce when to listen and yeah. when to assert yourself and and right. be part of the conversation but I I if I was talking to my my younger self, self. I'd say, yeah. speak up. You have a great idea. So yeah. Say something. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I just want to encourage all women, especially early in their career. But part of that is knowing your stuff. Yes. So something I'm proud of myself for doing, even though despite I didn't have the courage to speak up, is I did really know my stuff. I, I, I've always made that a priority, and that's one of my strengths is I really – So you put in the time. I put in the time. I always was a good studier. I've always mm-hmm. been very academic, but I'd, and, I'd – And you were ready yeah. for things. I'd learned the technology. That's great. I'd learned the people, the company. I think yeah. I can't encourage people enough to really, like, learn your area of expertise, and yes. the rest will come naturally. Right. So the thing I hit is I always looked younger than I am, mm-hmm. and so I hit this thing – where people, you know, I had 20 years and they thought I had only had 10 years of experience. And so I started actually saying it at, at times, you know, with 20 years of experience in telecom, and I would say it so that people would know. And usually they go, oh, you don't look like you could be that old. And <laughs> you go, why, it, thank you. <laughs> well, why, thank you. But now let's get to the point. I got a lot of experience. So don't, don't second guess me, right? Yeah. And that helped a lot. So, yeah. yeah, I would say it's, I was afraid to assert myself also. And I think that you're afraid that you're going to be annoying or like 
people are just not going to like you or wrong. Yeah. But or pushy. If you, or Did pushy. You feel push- but if you are asserting yourself yourself so much that you're being annoying, you should be able to like pick up on that. Oh, totally. And then dial it back. You like, know yeah. what I mean? One of my biggest pet peeves is when someone is brand new to a company. It's like, well, we did it like this at our last company. We oh, did it like this. Parker's at- pet yeah. peeve. Because well, I agree, you should definitely bring your learnings. That's part of yeah. the benefit yeah. of onboarding a new right. employee. But, but you got to listen first. Right. You can't just right. say, we got to fix all of well, this. Well, I, <laughs> I did that. I said something like that once, and then I said it again, and I saw somebody roll their eyes, yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm... I have enough emotional intelligence to know not yeah. to say that again. But totally. you can still get the idea. You don't have to say the way we did it. Mm-hmm. You can say. Just claim it as could, your own original yeah. idea. You say. <laughs> genius. I got this idea. <laughs> could we, would we consider this and then bring the idea forth? But I think the, the struggle is similar to what you're saying about how oh, I have so much experience. You say, I've experienced success doing it this way. Yes. Or at a, you know. Yes. Like, or I, rather than saying, oh, my previous company, yes. you say, yeah. I've experienced success doing it this right. way or, or yes. something like that. that. Okay, yes. so you've been doing a lot of speaking lately. I have. on the In your industry at different conferences and such? Yes. As part of your job. Yes. Okay. So, well, uh, yes. Okay. So we've all heard the classic story of like, oh, I was a speaker and some asshole asked me to get his coffee. You know what I mean? Like we've all heard that great story (laughs) we've all heard that story okay i want to hear your story because i want to hear i'm sure you've had some positive experiences and some negative experiences but yeah lay your story on me so as i mentioned in the product marketing role a key piece is being able to um, explain the value of the product both externally to the industry Mm -hmm. and back internally to to your internal stakeholders right and and equip the employees Mm -hmm. and so i've been very active on the speaking circuit Mm -hmm. And the speaking circuit has opened up my world so much. And I've had all these crazy experiences just in the last year. <laughs> and exactly what you're describing, yes. I was on a panel. Okay. Uh, we just did the panel. We opened it up for Q&A. They were short a microphone. Uh-huh. I was me and four male panelists. Okay. They took my microphone. What the hell? Um, and then it was it was actually pretty cool. Someone I was on the panel with turns to me and goes, that was poor taste. What are they <laughs> They're like, why did he take one your of your fellow panelists? Said yeah, that, was, that was poor taste. Yeah, and so wow, he's like, here, have my mic, and it, it was really sweet. So That's I appreciate cool. that. And and I've I've had a similar experience like that. I was um, recently at a conference, and we had a, a lot of people at our booth. The booth was bustling, and, and three colleagues and I were kind of taking a breather and just having a side conversation. And mm-hmm. sort of the idea is you stand around and you pitch in when when you're not in meetings or mm-hmm. such. And our uh, C-suite, C-level executive. We were all in our little group chatting. He goes, Lexi, can you grab me water? I'm running into a meeting. And I didn't make anything of it. Like, he was in a hurry. He was headed to a meeting. Yeah. But then my male colleague, he goes, wait, I'll get it. That was ridiculous. And I was like, wow, that was really cool. Wow. Like I didn't, I didn't even cross my mind. He's like, that was messed up. And then I love how you're having these like negative experiences with like really positive right? male reactions. That's what I was I mean, telling. You've these... had great advocacy. I know. Wendy's advocacy. like Wendy's like I wish that that happened to me oh, back I in my do. day. I do. Like I said, but then I, that, I think that's what's made me so sensitive to it. I'm like, man, I, all, all these things happen to me, and I haven't really realized it, that I've been being discriminated against. But the men next to you are like, like uh, hello, I know. Hello, like wake up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it was. It was crazy though. So after that happened, he's like, "Yeah, tell tell him to get. He knows where the fridge is. He could have got it himself." And it was so funny. Wow. He was so like taken back. By well, it. I wish he would have. He would have said it to him because you saying it to him, they it they don't take it as well. Well, like, I've, hey, Doug, 
you can get the water yourself, buddy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Instead of making you say it. Yeah, exactly. And he um he he was so distraught by this encounter. He's like, I, I really should talk to him about this. And he's like, I I'm, it would mean a lot more coming for me. I know this is the right thing to do. And he's like, but I mean, we're talking about someone very high up in the company. Right. I mean, sure. obviously that's really intimidating yeah. to like sort yeah. of call them out on that. And oh yeah. I mean, he has the access to him, but he just, yeah, he said it's a really st- a d- deep struggle. So what I told him, I was like, if it's appropriate, if it comes up, if the, if it's organic, I would really appreciate it, but don't, don't sweat it. And, <laughs> like, and I so wish, yeah, yeah. I so wish you could have said, don't be a wuss. Go talk to him. <laughs> How would you like it if he treated your daughter like this? Yeah. Or your sister. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Hopefully. Step he, up. Do you know if he ever did? I don't know. I haven't followed uh, up on that. But I, I mean, it really bothered him. Like, I think it bothered him more than it bothered that's me. A, that's a good step. No, that it, was it great. bothered him. And he said that I'll get the water. Just yeah. him stepping in See, and saying, I no, love I'll it. get the water. I love that. And, yeah. it, and it wasn't just him. He and I told you it was the, the three of us sitting. He looked at the, our other male colleague and he, he goes, what was that? You know, they both looked at each other. They yeah. totally were. Wow. Tuned, they knew it. They're, now, they're and, woke. And they're, <laughs> they're woke. And you, you told them both how much you appreciated it. Yes, absolutely. I mean. That was amazing. And in fact, the fact that you even brought this up as examples on this podcast, mm-hmm. I think both of them would so appreciate hearing that you did oh, because yeah. it's really stuck with you. That's was, so cool. It was really cool. It was a really, I, I mean, and that's part of the reason I never really considered my, myself a feminist before because I've been so fortunate to have all these great male role models in my life. I felt so empowered and respected mm-hmm. and I've, and supported I, and supported. I've never felt like I've missed out on an opportunity right. as a, female yeah and I guess that's sort of why I've always had I don't want to say like a jaded perspective but then I so Lexi do you think I appreciate your perspective yeah but I almost want to say to you and this is going to sound a little harsh oh boy just because you didn't notice it didn't mean you weren't discriminated against oh absolutely so Uh, I I hear women say this all the time mm -hmm. and I want to say just because you're oblivious doesn't mean it's not happening well, right. As we well, just, she was about to go get the water. I know. I was like, <laughs> popped right up. I mean, you would, you wish, you wish you could have said, um, I'm busy over here, but you can get me one when you go. I mean, I wish we had the balls to say that. I know. I, yeah, it was, really, but, it was really bad. I forgot what I was going to say. What were you talking about before? Were you talking about, um, about being she was oblivious. You harsh oh, oblivious, oblivious. Being oblivious. No, but we, as we spoke about before, once you experience something, you're much more aware, mm-hmm. much more sensitive. And, I had another experience recently where I did not have a male advocate. Uh-oh. It was, I was working on a project with a male colleague. It was just he and I. Uh-huh. And we needed to ask for something from another department. It was okay. resources. So, I mean, we kind of had to, like, I mean, be persuasive and get, right. get something done. Yes. And he was like, you go ask. Go bat your eyelashes. They'll say yes to you. <gasps> and I was like, ooh, I hated that. Wow. It left a horrible taste in my mouth. Blech. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. what did you say to him? I don't I'm nothing okay that's all right. <laughs> we don't oh my God. i wish we would have had that i know, I know. Oh, listen that was such she a was sad like, baby i let myself and my gender down <laughs> i mean i did that was amazing okay in hindsight what do you wish you could have said and trust me you'll probably have another opportunity to yes. redeem yourself. i'm saying well, you will when people i have been given the feedback when i when something like that happens when yeah. i don't like a comment uh-huh. i'm very expressive with my face so oh. they're like in a way like, I'm like all, a wtf yeah like i'm always like 
Like, maybe I didn't say anything to him, but I definitely let he him know him the it face. didn't make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's I, something. That yeah. I and and I was cool. So yeah. could you, could you have done something humorous? Yes. At, like, hey. Why don't you go back? <laughs> yeah. Like, why don't you go put your tight pants on and show up and say the same thing? Yeah. Right. Or something. Or just, or just say, I don't think that was appropriate, but I will right. go ask. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a well, great answer. And, and I don't. It doesn't make me feel like you really value my abilities when you say, when you're suggesting I use my looks. Yeah. Right? Definitely. In my, in my feminine persona. And I hate to say this, but it made me like question him in our relationship. Like I'd always felt like he was a good partner to me and Mm -hmm. that he really did value me. And he's always speaking so highly to me of, I mean, because he's, he's a superior and I always appreciated him sort of advocating for me and getting me involved in projects. I'm like, it made me question his intentions. And I was like, oh. Okay. So, that's why it's important like, to say it, something. It's just like it, it became a downward spiral. Oh, it was geez. crazy. That's why it's it important like, to say something. Because he might be like, you are so right. I should yes. not have said that. Yeah. And then you can like yeah. kind of move on. Well, so what do you, do you continue to work with him? Oh, yeah. I work very closely with okay, this person. Okay. So <laughs> when he They're said like, it, it was just the two of you. Yeah. And have, would you ever go back to him? And say, this has kind of stuck with me. Yes. Because he's also said other things, not just about me, about others. And he's he's an older gentleman. Yes. Ah. And so I, I hate to discriminate against him and assume that he's like this old curmudgeon. But I think yes. he does say, have some dated perspectives. Yes. He, yes. Dated like, perspectives. That was a good we, way of putting it. We were on dated perspectives. We should call <laughs> Write that down. Yes. We I'm doing it. had a... We were interviewing a customer. Okay. Trying to get, like, doing research. Yeah. And we got off the phone. He goes, oh, this guy's just a kid. He knows nothing. He's like, he graduated. Just a kid. He goes, he "He graduated in 2016. And I wanted to be like, I wanted to be like, did you know when I graduated? So I was like, he thinks I'm so old. Yeah. Yeah. But I I just, just things like that. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, he's just a kid. That doesn't mean he doesn't have the, he's probably the one using the freaking tool. Like I I couldn't, I hated that. I didn't like that he said that. Yeah. Yeah. It bothered me that he discredited the person we just interviewed. Yeah. And I will admit the guy we spoke with wasn't the most articulate. He didn't give us the best insight, but it doesn't mean it's but not his age. Yeah, exactly. Could, could have just been well, a what I like yeah, about it could have just been a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about the way you're talking about this yeah. is you're stepping up and and building your muscles as an advocate, right, for women and for people that are different. What would you suggest? It doesn't feel like you're jaded, in other words. Um, and are saying, man, I can't make it in this industry for years. What would you do differently or suggest tech or or could do around diversity and inclusion to really treat this like a systemic issue that's not fixed yet? Well, I hate that. That's a big question. We're we're about to get heavy here. Okay, (laughs) let's do it. Should I refill my wine glass? Yes. (laughs) So getting heavy, the big systemic issue. I, I think there aren't enough female role models in Mm -hmm. leadership in tech in general like our arizona scottsdale office is predominantly an engineering office so Mm -hmm. it's me 60 engineers there are only four women oh my gosh yeah and so we are actually doing a hiring initiative we are actively seeking out females Mm -hmm. there are none to be found and i'm not i'm not exaggerating there are no qualified qualified candidates that have come through 
I don't know if it's a come through where uh interviewed or we haven't okay. received their resumes and, and, okay. it could, and there's obviously a treasure trove of issues that it could be it could be sure HR practice it could be anything yes mm-hmm. but I, I'm just saying it, we're having a really difficult time sourcing candidates because you're on the interviewing teams and you see the candidate pool but you don't see how they're trying to find the candidates that's yes. not in your purview yes but I can just see it from I mean, I even feel like I need to be doing more as a woman. This this is something I really wanted to talk about today is because I think I am capable mm-hmm. and I think I could be in a more technical role, but I'm really happy about where I'm at. Right. I also realize that this is terrible, but I feel like I'm perpetuating – I will eventually, like, perpetuate the stereotype because I really do intend to have a family. Mm-hmm. And my partner is training to be a surgeon. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's very likely that my career will slow down mm-hmm. later in life. Mm-hmm. And that's like heartbreaking to me because I'm going to be, it's, a, I probably won't be in a leadership position eventually, or, or just, just really thinking about it and taking a step back. Like, how do we fix this? I feel like I need to, I feel pressure to step up and just suck it up and be in leadership wow. and technology. Like, I, I feel like I'm ab- abusing I don't know. Like you're contributing to the stereotype that women take a step back. Yes. Instead of saying, maybe I find a role where I could be a leader and go part-time. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we even consider that? Instead of keeping the role Mm -hmm. the same Mm -hmm. and saying women are this round peg that don't fit in that square. Yeah. Why can't we re- recut the hole to be the round <laughs> hole for us to fit in yeah well it's actually really sad we had a situation at our company we had a female in leadership and she recently left the company and i i was just shook i was torn up that day i bawled my eyes out i really looked up to her and oh because she was promised the flexibility of being with her family she actually took she went to a more accommodating company it was also a I don't know, a, a fun company. Yeah, yeah. She went to a more accommodating company, but she stepped down. She's in a much lower role. Wow. And it broke my heart. Like, I was really crushed. Yeah. And I was like, you can't do it all. I, that's, how, that's how I felt. Yeah. Wow. Like, Instead of seeing it as just one person. Yeah. You made it so big. Yeah. Like, because it happened to one person, it means I can never do it. I... Because there's so few role models when they do step down. Absolutely. You go, it can't happen at all. Yeah. And that happened to me early in my career when I looked up and every single one of our leaders at AT&T Bell Labs was either not married and had no kids. Yeah. yeah. And I went, well, oh my Lord, if I ever want to get up there, I, I can't have kids and I can't be married. Well, it's totally something I think especially Lexi yeah. and I's generation struggles with. And that's what I struggle with is I'm like, Am I just going to end up staying in tech just to prove a point? Yes. Right. And is my life yes. and my happiness worth proving a point? Like I said, I'm so comfortable and happy in my role. Like I really do love being getting exposure to both tech and the business. Yeah. And yeah. I love being that voice that explains it to both customers yes. and yeah. internally. Mm-hmm. And yes. it, it's really rewarding to me. But I feel like just because my title has marketing in it, yes. I it's like a bad feeling. You're letting yeah, yeah. women you're le- Yes. You're less respected. Yes. So I've got a request of both of you to ask. Okay. Mm-hmm. In every single problem that has come at you, mm-hmm. in your personal life or your professional life, 
Have you been creative about solving it? I already know the answer to this. I think I have been. Yes. <laughs> if I, if you're if somebody threw a problem at you work wise, mm -hmm. have you figured a way through it? Yes. Or have you said, "Well, I'll never figure this out," and and just walked away? I think the answer for both of you is hell no. You haven't done that. You figured it out. So why <laughs> See, can't I'm learning? <laughs> why can't you treat this like you'll figure it out? Like either you'll be so valued that you'll say, you're, you're lucky I've got 20 years in this industry and to keep me and hell you want to keep me because look at the way I'm dealing with customers that I need to have a 30 hour work week. I mean, you could solve the problem, mm -hmm. but you're both talking like you have to opt out already. That you're going to be opting out in 20 years. I don't think but, I'm going to be opting out, but I'm, I, I'm the same thing with Lexi. Like I've always wanted to be a mom and have a family. Yes. And I'm not saying opt out, like not working anymore. I definitely no, want a career want, and a stay engaged, but like, right. but, she, but I think taking that part-time role and going and, back to a lower role uh, that, that yeah. is beneath you. Yes. Yes. And, and I'm saying treat it like a problem to, that you're going to solve when it ever, when and if it ever happens. I'm just trying to get you to reframe it. Yeah. Like, um, if that were to happen, I'd figure my way through it. I just want you not, the the way you both talk, and I think I've done you a disservice, Ronnie, because it is, kind of got sick of it and said, I got to get out. I'm done. Well, and and I but mean. That, but that's, that's what I mean. I'm terrified. Now you're of, struggling with no, the no, same thing you we are, yeah, that you you're are. doing us a disservice. Yeah, you have yeah. the same challenge because I, I really do. I'm scared of not upsetting that example. Like, yes. We don't want to yeah. disservice each other. Yes. And, and other women, because it, it's kind of like people always, like, I have a hard time voting at, um, what's it, midterms, you know? I just am always like, yeah, I'll go, go, I'll go to the booth. And, oh, right. Yeah, and then my favorite thing that always gets me going is women fought for years for the right to vote. <laughs> we better <laughs> use it. You yeah, better use it. And yeah. I feel the same way. Like, women fought for years to be in these roles. And yes. I'm, yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm yeah. not, just like not voting. Right. But, yeah. But that's but, that's why we named the podcast Big Girl Money. Because that's yeah. what Big Girl Money, it means not letting any men or other women or anybody else define what success looks or, like for you except yeah. for you. I thought about that. The or other. history define yeah. what's going to happen. You get to you get to change history. Yeah. Hopefully. I I did something that made me feel better about this this internal battle that I've had. I would listen to your podcast. There was an episode <laughs> where Ronnie you said just that. It's maybe not what success has historically looked like. Mm -hmm. It's that I have choice. Yes. Like, yes. yes, maybe having a family is what makes me happy and what I ultimately choose. Mm -hmm. But it, it's the, the fact that I have the choice. I don't have to go that route. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Wise words. Oh, well, thank you, Lexi. <laughs> coming Plus, from a young little soul over there. I feel like you can't even decide that stuff until you're in it. Like, yeah. Who knows how the hell we're going to feel when we have a family and kids. We might be like, get me the hell out of here. No, I need true. to work. Or, yeah. we might be, or we might be like, yeah. I have to stay home. Well, well, there's, how could you possibly totally. predict how you're going to feel no. when you get there? It's it's exactly it. And it's like you said about this puppy, I don't want to be home with this puppy or with a baby. I don't think every minute of every hour. Right, right. Right? And I felt the same way. It was, I love 
this kid and it made me appreciate rushing home at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw it as I got six hours with them at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's for you personally. Yeah. There's other women who go back it, to work and it breaks their heart yes. and they feel so bad for staying well, at home. It's like, and don't feel bad. Okay. Oh you gosh, have, do... have you watched working moms on Netflix? I've seen the first episode. No. I've seen the episode where it she's eating me... ramen at 9 PM, sobbing into it. With Horrified. Her male it, like I just, <laughs> they, they really, it's a, it's a pretty good, sh- and it's, it's like kind of cheesy, but also good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it addresses these issues. Like yes. the postpartum depression after having yes. a child and going back to the workforce. That's like what the whole premise of the show is. And it just, freaked me the hell out but i gotta tell <laughs> you because you're about to get married yeah. too like everybody's like lexi's getting married yeah. she's gonna have babies lexi's yeah. like what the fuck is yeah. happening oh honey at your wedding they'll ask you when you're gonna have kids and you just want to bitch slap them <laughs> but the thing is i'm like so excited for all yeah. that and then i watched the show and i was like no. now listen oh. i want to tell you both you said there are some moms that go home and 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 work yeah. and their heart breaks right Every single mom that I've ever talked to has experienced it's hard to go back to work after you have a baby. Oh, wow. Every yeah. single one, right? You've There's had... not a single one that's like, this is the right decision for me? No. Oh, they no, feel no. like it's the right decision, but, but it's, still it's just totally bothers you. You Ugh. still get bothered. It still breaks. It's like the first time you drop them off at daycare and you see them crying and you are thinking... I can't leave them crying. And that's why they tell you, go away, wait five minutes, come back, sneak around and look through the window. (laughs) And that little bitch is just fine. (laughs) And you're going, was that all for my benefit? (laughs) He's actually having a great time. But man, when you walk away, it is killing your soul. Oh it is hard. You're not making me feel better. I'm right sorry. Now, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, what, you know what bothers me though is that we're having this conversation. This is like a very common conversation, and I have the perception that men aren't having this conversation. They're not like, no. oh my, you know, no. like why though? Why aren't they just as sad? Why aren't they like? Well, some men are, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Why aren't they like dying to be stay-at-home dads? Or why? Yeah. Why does our culture? Yes. Just perceive it this way. Right. This is the way it yeah. is. Well, I saw a statistic about in Japan that women are making up like a vastly larger proportion of the workforce than they used to be, but they're doing the exact same amount of the work at home. And it's like, yeah. how are they supposed to ever be equal in the workforce if it's not equal at home? At home. It ha- absolutely has to be. Unless exactly. women are just going to like evolve to these like like hulkish women that can just do it all i mean like right women right well what's your main advice wendy for women our generation struggling that we're gonna let other women down if we make certain choices i love that both of you have learned a lot sooner than the majority of women my age Mm -hmm. to be aware of this earlier a lot of women don't get to see this and be aware of it until they're 10 15 20 years into their career Mm -hmm. right in fact, most of them are 15, right? And you are you guys are doing it a lot earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So I would just say, remember that you're creative and you got a lot more power than you ever recognize and that you're going to find a creative solution to whatever comes your way. And then don't feel like you got to hold up the whole female gender that you're some gonna, somehow going to let them down. So what is something you wish you'd done differently when you first started your career? 
Um, I kind of touched on this earlier, but I wish I spoke up and expressed okay. my ideas. Um, I had a, I don't know if this is revealing too much, but I, I had an unfortunate situation where another person wanted to bring me onto their team. Mm-hmm. And that is the, it was a more technical role. I was so excited. I wanted to do it. My manager held me back. She said, mm. she said, woman, woman, there you go. She said she needs more experience and I need her on my team. And mm. that broke my heart. Like, and at the time I was just like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Like you didn't fight it. No. And I, I just like, okay. They gave me like specific parameters. Like in two years after you do this, this and this, then we will move you to this team. And but like, but you're like, I but ki- the door is open right now. I killed two years of my career. Yeah. I'm like, I, that well, sucks. <laughs> did you ever think of not listening to her and going to the new job? It wasn't my call to make. She told the hiring manager, no. But they were peers. Yes. So he it, it was have, It was really the, his, he, his he, fault. He, yeah. he could have stepped up. Yes. Because this exact thing happened to me when I was in system test. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I had the opportunity to go to software development. Yeah. And I was yeah. nervous about it um, because I'd got my computer science master's. But, you know, jumping into a whole different area is always nerve wracking for you. And my, my current manager said, um, you're making a mistake. You can actually rise through the ranks if you stay in system test. You don't have to go to software development. And I said, no, I want that experience. And I did it anyway. So I, but it was because the other guy, and it was, was a woman that was holding me back and a, a man that was exactly. going to get me. It was so weird. And he, but he fought for me and he said, if she doesn't like it, she can always come back to you. You know, Wendy's current man- yeah. manager. That's the other thing. Like, why couldn't we have tested it out? Like, it yes. could have been like just so many. So I wish I would have pushed back on that a little bit mm-hmm. more. Yes. I had a another recent situation. I was like, I'm very interested in this area of the business. And I expressed why I think I'd be good at kind of owning that project. And mm-hmm. their pushback was, well, the, the team that owns this is in the uk the european time zone and you're in pacific time i was like that's fair i just th- i thought that was like a very fair reason and yeah. I, but I yeah i pushed back i was like i'll wake up so early and then yeah I, but i was like that's he's like even if you wake up early you're still like this many hours and i was like so then i was like i pushed back i said what i could do to yeah. accommodate or to sort of mm-hmm. meet his rebuttal but I was like, that's actually a really fair point. And so then I was like, yeah. did I yes. just cave again? Did I let it happen again? <laughs> well, the like, best thing I've done in these situations is say, could we try it out for three months? Yeah. Could we try it? Because, I, I mean, what do you guys think? Like, time zones is a real challenge. Yeah. That, that It's a very short time frame to work together. Yeah. And I, and I was, I had such a hard time answering. I was like. Uh, uh. But well, if they're just, okay with you, if they're okay with you being remote in the first place. It what does like, it matter? Yeah, it shouldn't matter that much as long as you have some overlap to have your meetings. But if it's if it's accommodating a remote role, you think it would be okay, accommodating a different Well, and I, I might know. ask a little bit, has anybody tried this in the last couple of years? Have you had some success or have you only had failures? Yeah. Um, and if we if we thought about this as what are we really worried about could happen, then you get them to start saying, and you can come up with suggestions. So they might say, um, okay, B, 
because you're missing out on meetings, it'll take us two days instead of one to get things yeah. done. Because I guess I've also seen the value in having work, working hours and Ooh. being a remote employee. And I've yeah. also, so, so I, I, I saw, I understood where they were coming from. Right. Totally. And so that's why it was really hard. But I, you're right. I had no reason to be like, yeah, no, this didn't work. Or, yeah. 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 No, that, that was a hard... It is At tough. least you pushed back a little bit. I yeah, did. I stepped in the right it direction. It was better than last time. I was and like, last time I was like, okay. <laughs> you're, building, okay. <laughs> you're building your muscle, right? Yeah. 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 Right? And so, say, if, if the best thing I've ever done is what would success look like? Mm-hmm. If we could get it, what would it look like? Oh. And then you put it back on them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To actually prove it, it can't work. Because in this situation, I think I was better suited for the role than who ended up Ooh, receiving it. Just yeah. they, they were just new and there was a level of onboarding that was right. needed. And, but they were better equipped in yeah. the time zone. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, that's so frustrating to yeah. me. Yeah. That is frustrating. But now I, I'm, I have another question now that we're like getting career advice. I'm just using sure. Wendy's like, as my <laughs> that's mentor. Great. This I, is more of a mentor session with Wendy. That's right? good. I love it. Wendy, <laughs> Wendy lives off this shit. Look at her. Ooh, she's I, coming to life. I, I don't know if I told you guys this yet, but next week I am presenting a keynote presentation in front of a thousand people oh thank you and i found out lexi on friday i actually had to change my flight like scramble to get this presentation together and i've just had a a series of things come on me and my my day-to-day has kind of suffered i've I've had a series of i haven't put forth my best performance i've had a a bunch of mistakes Uh oh now yeah and how understandably yes understandably but something has to you, yeah, you, but you, still not okay. Yeah, how do I apologize? Like, I feel like the way we talk about how women need to be, you don't apologize. Like, don't admit your oh, fault. Yeah. Like, oh, see, I don't should, believe. Should that. I? Should I go to everyone and be like, you know what, guys? I dropped the ball. I was unprepared for this. Mm-hmm. I missed it. Like, I made a series of mistakes. Thank you for being patient with me. Or I have a lot on my plate, or or, or something. Like, I haven't really addressed it yet, and I don't know the best way to do it. Don't so, look at what me, would look you at do, Wendy? Oh, God. <laughs> I get the whole you're not supposed to apologize yeah. thing because women do have a tendency to do that. But I think you have a totally justifiable reason mm-hmm. for why this would happen. And just maybe say, I appreciate your support since I have this big sp- speech coming up. Yeah. And that's what I would say. I well, and I would turn it around as a positive for you. Right. So it wouldn't be a, in an apologetic tone. It would be. Um, over the last week, I've really had two full-time assignments to get prepared for this last minute. If I could have had two or three weeks to prepare for this, but because that was so important to get done, I am, I feel like I wish something had to go, something had to, to, um, pay the price. Yeah. And I appreciate you understanding that. And actually being there for me. Now, in hindsight, I might say, I wish I'd known I was going to have, something was going to have to give. And I wish I'd been proactive to say, hey, my focus is here. I got to get this right because it is a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And I'd appreciate you kind of watching that for me during this and kind of checking my work. Right. And I didn't realize that was going to happen. You, you see? Yeah. So it's kind of like yeah. I thought I could I thought I could do all this. And but I, I, I screwed that. up a few yes. times. I appreciate yes. your patience yes. type thing. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think that's how I'm going to approach it. And 
you're right. At least, at least this time I have like a reasonable excuse. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I just mean in general, I've, I've screwed up in the past. I'm like, how do I address? Like I, I'm in the wrong. Should yeah. I, should I apologize? Should right. I say nope. I'm sorry? And, or? and as I think you should say, I'm disappointed in this, that this happened. Yeah. Or even I'm, the quality this, of my work. I've been like, oh, yeah, this isn't awesome. This, should this, I say something? Yeah. Well, I, and I got to tell you, it's not like, why are you bringing it up? Right? That's what so I'm balancing. What, do, do I say sorry? Or do I just let it go? Well, I think maybe you ask of someone who's close with you on the team and be like, hey, does this it was kind like- of shitty and I feel bad about it. Yeah. And then if they're like, oh, I didn't even notice, then you're like, sure. okay. <laughs> and Let's remember, it's like the pianist. Is that a word? Pianist. 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 <laughs> that is playing and they hear the, yeah. the mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they stop. I'm so sorry, audience, I made that mistake. And then they start playing again. Yeah. So now if they make 12 mistakes through the piece, <laughs> then you might, you might want to pause and say, hey, I'm really hungover and I shouldn't have played this concert. <laughs> right? I'm sorry, whoa. <laughs> so the cackles, cackles back. It's okay. I, so I always have to turn down the you cackles. have to look at, um, you know, why you're you're feeling like you... You might be expecting too much of yourself. Yeah. And I'm right. I know that's a, that's but a known issue. For at me. the same time, I think that we say we shouldn't apologize for things because we don't see men apologizing for stuff, but maybe that's something inherently awesome about women and yeah. we should embrace that and, and bring that to like, it's cool that we can recognize when we make mistakes and own up to them. Bring it into the culture. Yeah. Say, so it is a weird hey, balance though. Hey guys, I... I see that I I was totally focused on this, and it bugs me that I that I missed this. If if anybody can understand that or or help me have cover for me, I'll do the same for you. It's just a whole different way to say it, right? As opposed to I'm the only one who makes mistakes around here, <laughs> which is yeah. the where we go, yeah, right? Totally. Well, I don't know. Have you guys ever read the the five dysfunctions of a team? Oh yeah, everyone has. I, yes. But, the one key insight I took away from that book is if you have a team mentality, like you will rise naturally, right. you know, yes. it, being less focused on the individual. So I think you're right. If, if I, we, we messed this up, yeah. <laughs> I may <laughs> bring every rope, everyone in with me, yeah. but, but I mean, part of it is having accountability. So I guess maybe I should look to my peers to hold, hold me accountable. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. You'd say, yeah. Hey guys, if, if I get distracted, I'd do this with me because I'm the shiny object, like squirrel. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I'll say, guys, this is how I am. If you see me going squirrel and and getting off track and you know we've, we've got to get this right, help me. Help bring my focus back. Mm-hmm. I will appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a big deal for you. This is really incredible you've got this, this opportunity. Thank you. I'm very yeah. excited. Well, this okay. I guess we kind of derailed from the the speaking engagement question. Yes, yes, <laughs> that was yes. like a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Tell me. But so, without revealing too much, I think a key reason why I'm giving this speech is because I'm a woman. We did had a lack of female speakers. Okay, and <laughs> we were called out on it for this particular conference. Okay, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, am I? I don't know. Like I. I don't like that. Yeah. It's, it's unsettling. But yeah. also, I'm like, this is an amazing opportunity. Why yeah. should I not, like, love it? Yeah. And and I do think I'm a, I'm a strong presenter. I've done a lot recently. And 
but it is i do feel like i receive a lot of these opportunities just because i'm a woman right. and i don't know okay i don't, do I don't even know what to say about that i just oh. completely agree with everything you said oh. <laughs> i have like no advice well because it is awesome and shitty at the same time okay. i feel like you just have to focus on the awesome yeah well, and it, it and i'm not saying you shouldn't struggle with it yeah i'm saying what do you do with it yeah so do the best i've seen is you can't help why you got a position mm-hmm. you can figure out what to do with it to the point that you are so kick-ass that they <laughs> go we need to have some more women speakers because if any of them are, if the rest of them are just <laughs> as good as lexi <laughs> then that's the best you can do with the opportunity yeah and that's their shit of why you didn't get more why they had to go to a woman to get on the panel that's their crap right and i've sort of approached it with that attitude my mm-hmm. so like the first speaking engagement i got was through women of streaming media the mm-hmm. community yeah. they, they did a call to all speakers like hey we have no women speaking at this conference Can so, does anyone want to speak and i raised my hand and Good i am you. a young professional i just come i was brand new at the company and i went to my <laughs> manager and he's amazing and he was like yeah do this this one and your domain expertise and i was like okay here i go damn it was I did so well that I had so many other speaking opportunities come as because a result of it. Of that. Yeah, Look at and, Lexi. and it, it was really. I'm very proud of it, and so why I did get that opportunity just because I was a woman. Mm-hmm. But the the rest of all, I really did earn some. Some of them I actually received press coverage out of. Which I was mean, really you got cool. street cred from this. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of what how I'm approaching this one. Yeah, this yeah. one is another example of yeah. I received this just because I'm a woman. But let's yeah, I'm trying to approach it as. Let me take advantage of it. Yeah. And also you're doing, it's really important to have female representation. Right. So, I mean, even though it sucks that you might not have gotten that opportunity if you didn't look the way you did or if you weren't the gender you were, you're still doing some really cool, important work. And let's, what I'd like to see us do is take this and say, how can I be on the team that gives input, looking at who picked the, the speakers to begin with? And was that team diverse? And make sure it is. Right. Right? And this kind of goes back to what I was saying about the the lack of the women in the candidate pool. Because mm-hmm. since I have been given these opportunities, I am actively seeking women. I'm like, where are they? Can I help them? Yeah. I was even looking at my own company. I'm like, is there anyone else that could be doing this? Uh-huh. Like, Because I've been doing all these ones. And I'm like, maybe we should try to get... More than one. What, what an idea. Ooh, more than, what, yeah. more than one woman yeah. on the panel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I know. What an idea. <laughs> Crazy. And then they wouldn't know who to take the microphone from. Yeah, seriously. Like, should like, take which it from one? that one or that one? Well, so many choices. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've even been struggling with that myself. I'm like, I it just there aren't. Have you heard this story about Ruth Bader Ginsburg? That uh-huh. They asked her how many women will be enough on the Supreme Court. And she says, when all seven, <laughs> because there's there's been all seven men, and as anybody said, that's too many men. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, and I was like, so how many speakers is too many on a pan? Uh, women on a panel? The limit right? does yeah. not exist. That's the right. Limit does not exist. <laughs> well, same. This is jumping track, but like same with the pay gap. Like, yeah. Why should men care? Because they are, they have partners, friends, yes. sisters, mm-hmm. wives. Like, you're missing out, too. Yeah. yeah. If you're in a dual income situation with a, another female. Well, and some yeah. men get pay gaps because they have a lot of feminine energy. They're quieter. They're nicer. Mm-hmm. I had one of the men I interviewed for the book who's, who got told, you're too nice to be a CEO. 
and he was a CEO at McData, one of the um, uh, weigh-in land companies right here in yeah, Colorado. Well, and to men, if your company does a pay analysis, you could get a raise. Yeah. Worst case scenario, yeah. your salary doesn't change at all. That's right. Because they're never going to take money from exactly. you. Exactly. And they might find out that they've been paying you inequitably and give you a raise. Exactly. That's what happened at Salesforce, right, Wendy? Yeah, Salesforce. So like- they found out of the $3 million that they had to, they found in pay inequities, 50% of them were men that weren't paid equitably. The, wow. mar- the amount of money wasn't the same. But yeah. The, so right? do you believe you should be paid based on the position, not the, the person? Totally. No. Well, yeah, based on the position, but well, it's performance so, in the position. Let's, I was just going to say, performance. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. It is, performance is a given. You just, if the expectation is for a senior project manager mm-hmm. or pro, a product manager like yeah. you is to do these things and that person is doing them well, mm-hmm. then some, and it's a man, then a woman who's in the same position and doing well right? Relatively the same performance. Mm -hmm. They should be paid the same. Absolutely. I'm just saying it's position and performance. Yes. Yeah. It's an and not an or. But that's the tricky part. I feel like that's a cop out. You're like, oh, it's performance. You know, well, always use it as the, can they prove it? Yeah, that's true. Because let's be honest. I mean, we had to rate people one to five. Yeah. Right. One stars, never more than 10% of the population. Fives. Ooh, honey. It's gonna be. It's just a matter of time for you. You're leaving. If you don't. If you don't. <laughs> oh, the fives are bad. Bad fives, bad. Oh, okay. yeah. They okay. were usually in a performance plan, that kind of thing. Got it. A got pip. it. Got it. Yeah. A pip. <laughs> Is that what you improvement plan. plan? Oh God, help you. <laughs> brings back. Brings back nightmares. <laughs> I, I had the opportunity to work remotely at my existing company before I moved. Right. And then I had a new offer at, in Arizona, and. It was a much more competitive offer. Mm-hmm. So I came back to my existing company and I said, I want this much money. And they told me that, like, we'd love to give that to you, but we can't because it'll mess with the pay bands. Like, yeah, they can't pay everyone yeah. that amount. And I was like, that seems so messed up. Then boost the bands. Give everyone well, so it, uh, pay, money for everyone. Well, <laughs> like, or boost or, the bands. Or, or give pro- me a promotion. Yeah. Promote me to the next level to where the, the bands – I'll yes. be at the low part of that band again. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, right? yes, yes. I, and, and like so, slap a senior title on me, bitch. I'm ready to oh, go. Yeah, I was like, all right, peace. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, good Sorry. for you. Yeah. Well, we learned a term today. Oh. I'm in our, in our dip in, no, dive and save. Dive and save. <laughs> D-N-S. Good job, Wendy. And I'd never heard it. Have you heard this? No. So I was on a panel at CU Leeds with this woman, Haley. And we met her before the podcast because I and she's a data scientist mm-hmm. for a big Fortune 100 company, and we know Ronnie wants to get into this field, mm-hmm. and so I connected the two of them, and now they've gotten to be little bromances. <laughs> Bro- what, <laughs> what do you call it when girls like each other? Girlfriends. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a word for that because we just do it. Gal, <laughs> yeah, they have a gal mass, mance yeah. or something. Gal mance. And yeah. so um, there's mutual love going on. It was so cute today. But she <laughs> told us she, her company is, is pretty much saying she's maxed out. And the only option she's got is to do this dive and save. Mm-hmm. So you dive out and you get another job offer and then you come back 
and they say, we want to save you, reel you in. <laughs> so it feels like this, I get this, this visual, jump off the boat, find a new opportunity. To have and, leverage. When you and to have it. leverage. Yeah. And the company has to reel you back in. You did say, it. They just didn't reel you in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they tried, They did come back with a new offer, but I was uh, still... But like, it wasn't enough. They reeled yeah. you in halfway. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Half reel. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's crazy. I've actually heard engineers at one of my companies, they did this all the time. It was like a strategy. Yeah. Leave, yes. come back. Leave, yes. come back. I'm like, what what a horrible business practice. Like yeah. this is ridiculous. And yeah. each time they came back, they got the signing bonus. Oh, I was like, this is wow. bananas. You are losing money doing By this. doing it. Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't like the dive and save. I think yeah. everyone should. I don't. Yeah. I well, maybe, yeah. maybe as like a negotiation tactic, say I get, I mean, with that, you could be like, I get LinkedIn recruiters reaching out to me all the time. Yeah. Right. This is crazy. <laughs> the yeah. problem but, is it takes a lot yeah. of time to start looking and you, yeah. you almost have to disengage a little bit with your current job, which can hurt your satisfaction going forward. Yeah. Right. If you do I get saved, you... you're like, shoot, I just yeah. checked out for a couple yeah. months. And I and it was pretty easy to check out. Damn. Maybe I don't love this job as much as I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually heard, like, I don't I, I heard this from Shark Tank, actually. Oh, I love Bar- Shark Tank. Barbara on Shark Tank. She said, oh, Barbara. she said she doesn't like when people do the dive and save, when they say I have a more competitive offer. She's like, see ya. You're not yeah. motivated to work yeah. here. Yeah. You know, and so. Well, and with me, I never fought to save somebody because um i thought they would kind of one foot out of the door yeah 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 i don't know if it's the best right well and it's like you didn't you were not happy with your compensation but you didn't didn't even talk to me yeah come and talk to me about Mm -hmm. it yeah right and then if i can't i'll help you find somewhere else i mean i respect that perspective like I, I could see how it kind of, it's like you're saying, I'm, it's like saying to your partner, I'm exploring other opportunities. Yeah. I'm interested in others. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Your performance Be has been down. or yes. I am yeah. out of here. Yeah, your that... performance has been down a little bit lately. So I want to explore opera, <laughs> opportunity. I'm not seeing the value in this relationship. I need, I need more. Oh, that's but, funny. Yeah. So I, I see that, but I also, it's I, different for you though. Cause you were trying to make a uh, light, like you were moving to Arizona Yes, Oliver is going to yes. school there. Yes, so absolutely. You had to look for other. That's different. I just don't think it should have to come to leaving before you can get the raise. That's, I agree. That's ludicrous. I agree. Ludicrous. But it remember, is. managers have the constraints yes. of the culture and the yes. company they're in. Mm-hmm. And I remember needing to make adjustments because I did my own pay gap analysis in my department. And I had a, I had the same pool of money that, that my peer had, and I would have to take money from other people in my department to make it up for that one person. And that felt wrong. So I had the constraints of the way the compensation system worked. Right. So of course, Wendy, the, the shaker upper (laughs) went to our, the HR and said, this is this puts me at a disadvantage. If people come into my team and they're way underpaid, I can't fix it mm-hmm. because I have to steal from other people in my group. I mm-hmm. mean, the money has to come from somewhere. And right. that's also the sad reality. Because we, we t- keep saying like, do these pay analysis, pay analyses, pay everyone higher. Yeah. But yeah. The, the money's got to come from but somewhere. What, but then the end of the, y'all, what Salesforce did is the CEO found the additional $3 million and added it to that pool to fix it. See, so, it's so not elsewhere. it's not expensive. 
for Salesforce, massive company to spend yeah. $3 million, yeah, that's nothing. not expensive. No. Yeah. It's, that's it's, true. It's that's a true. pittance of their, their revenue, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It might be different for smaller companies. Though. Yes. But if you're be. a small company and it's that expensive for you to pay, fix your pay gap, that's like, geez, you must totally. have really been messing that up. Totally. That's why I say to people, I know it feels like the current culture is to get somebody as cheap as you can, but they're going to figure it out and you're going to have to fix it. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's like anything. You don't want cheap quality. No. You want high quality. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. like shoes. Yeah. You like yeah, yeah. I was just going to say like clothes. Like, <laughs> you, don't, like you don't want the purses. cheap shirt. You want the, the staple that's going to yeah. last you forever. Yeah. You want the red box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jimmy Choo's. Exactly. The blue box. <laughs> the blue box. Oh, the Tiffany's. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, you had some things on your mind when you came in. Have you kind of touched most of them? Because before we close, I feel like we touched on a lot of stuff. That's great. We covered a lot of ground. Wait, I have one more topic. Oh, okay. If we have time. Yeah. And I, it's for both of you. Okay. So I've developed this reputation for being a feminist now because okay. it's top of mind. And people are always so worried about offending me or that I'm so sensitive. And I hate that I've developed this. Like, yeah. I'm not one of those people who, who's very, like, politically correct or always. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like having that. I don't stigma. Like yeah. And it, it, I told you, it is a very new thing for me. Like if you would have asked me these questions a year ago, I would have had much different answers. I yes. had much different experience. Maybe I was, it was naivete or yes. being oblivious, but yes. I, how, how do you feel about that? Like, I feel like feminism is such a charged term. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is something that comes up a lot. Like, I don't know. How do we get men interested in this podcast? How do we get more? And, it, and it, this is a lot of talk, but how do we make actual changes? I guess feminism at large is a, yeah. is a challenging issue. I got to tell you, because it's, you and I have talked about this. Yeah. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. And you can be right or you, you can be effective. Wendy helps me with this a lot because I'm just so passionate about this that yes. I'm immediately like, like right. I want to hook out about stuff. Right. And you, what what I'm seeing is... Now, I want to be proud of making a difference. Mm-hmm. And and people look at me, I don't think of it as, ah, oh, there's Wendy the feminist, I got to watch what I say. It is, wow, Wendy gets me to think about things differently right. because she's so authentic. Do you see how I just changed the, yeah. the label, mm-hmm. right? And y- you're, you're raising the the performance of those people around you because now they see you in such a powerful light, right? You're helping them to understand what is just something they've never been exposed to. Right. Yeah. And if you think of it that way, instead of, and where the, you can decide that the feminist badge is bad or that it's something to be proud of. Yeah. Right. I totally agree. And I've even, because of what you said, Lexi, where I'm afraid people are going to be afraid to talk to me or they're going to think I'm super sensitive, have laughed at something that I didn't think was funny because I didn't want them to think that I was overly sensitive. And it made me feel icky. And yes. I'm like, I'm not going to do that anymore. Like, they can think I'm right. this, you know, like too sensitive, too PC, but this is what I believe in. This is what I stand for. And I'm not going right. to go I, along just for yeah. the sake of not being. Well, and yeah, we've talked know? about this. Just saying nothing is not enough. If somebody doesn't act the right way, if somebody has a joke and you don't laugh, it you are actually supporting it.
by not saying anything. So the best you can do, the best advice I give is never call somebody out in front of a group. Oh. Never. Shit. And so. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> so. But I think there is some value in opening up a, a group discussion though. Yeah. You know, and, oh. and sort of calling it out in the moment. So yeah. everyone's like. But, but not if I would wait and bring that up as an anonymous example. Yeah. I would never, because that person's going to feel smaller and smaller and just wish they weren't there. Yeah. Right? If it's something really bad, though, you should call it out in the moment. Well, don't you think? Um, I just have learned, like, it's it, it, it even with a technical mistake, I, that was in the middle of everyone. Yeah, you can take that offline. I, okay. I pull it offline. Yeah. I just don't do it. But that's I, different if someone says something offensive. Right? But, I, yeah. but I allow people to save face because it's about being effective. So, um, hey, Charlie, I'd like to talk to you afterwards, if you would mind, and, and then take it offline. Well, so I have an example. We, we're putting together this presentation. I wanted to use our MAC Cosmetics example. Yeah. I was like, this is the perfect example for this product. And it was a male speaker, and he goes, mm, that makes me uncomfortable talking about women's cosmetics. And then a man said, I could think of much more uncomfortable things to talk about. Like, he pretty much <laughs> the, called him out. So the man a, called him out on yeah, it. Yeah, in yeah. front of everyone. And I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I, I thought think that was exactly. I think so, so too. So if the man hadn't brought it up, could you – and that's different than um, – that's calling a behavior. Yeah. It's not – I'm saying that 99% of the things that – men have said badly to me, 99% of those situations, they didn't realize what yeah. they were doing. Yeah. And so I, I say give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, if they're consistently, in, in general, I don't have a lot of examples of people just being flaming, sexist assholes. Oh, yeah. In front of everyone. That, right? Yeah. Usually, if they are, it's usually one-on-one. I've had men say at me at a conference, say to me at a conference, I can't believe your husband let you come to these. <sighs> right? And I'm going to call him on his shit right there. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's yeah. like your line. Right. Yeah. And so I, I just... See, I... so Just be kind. Yeah. Be gracious. But yet, don't be complicit about the behavior. Don't just let it go. Yeah. Because I, I haven't gone as far as like laughing at something I didn't think was funny, but... I do always qualify it before I say something. I'm like, I don't know if this is me just being a feminist or I'll start Ooh. I'll start the sentence by saying, no. it, what do you guys think about this? I'm, I'm always like being introspective. Like yeah. I always bounce it off people. Like, is this me reading it this way? Because I am being sensitive. No, God, trust your gut. Yeah. yeah. Trust because, your gut on that. So, so here's an example that okay. I, and I still am kind of doubting myself on this. Okay. Some guy was like, you're really smart. And I'm like, it was a compliment, but I felt like he was surprised. Yeah, yeah. It left. It, yeah, you see what I was. Had that been there? Yeah, <laughs> I, hate, like, been I there, hated that. that. I was like, yeah. Am I like he meant it in the most complimentary way? But I'm like, I, that rubbed me so wrong. Yeah, I hated yeah. it. Yeah. And then another incident. I was on a podcast, much like this one. It was mm -hmm. an industry one. We finish doing it. Mm -hmm. I get 15 minutes of unsolicited career advice. Like right after we finished, where do you want to be in three to five years? Like who are you oh. trying to get a hold of? Like. And I was like, I hated that. But but I've ha I've talked about that with multiple people, and some people are like, that, he was just trying to help you out. He's just trying to be a mentor. And then other people are like, 
Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, like you brought me on as a yeah. guest to talk about because I'm like an expert in this thing, but well, now you're giving me advice. That's I, I love the example Oliver. He's like, that'd be like if you interviewed a hockey player or any sort of professional athlete and then afterwards gave them tips. Yeah, <laughs> you're like that's yeah, such a good yeah, example. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah. So, so I guess I'm always. I am unsure of myself if I'm reading situations yeah, the wrong yeah. way. Situations like that where it's not so blatantly wrong. And, yeah. and it's like Wendy said where they probably didn't realize how it was coming across. Yeah, like you're so it. smart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think you could thanks. say – I think you could give feedback. You could say, you know, I get that a lot. And sometimes it seems like people are surprised. Were you surprised? <laughs> are you surprised? Well, yeah. And my easiest response is tell me more about that and get people to actually say more. Yeah. And then they either dig themselves a hole or they highlight some other perspective that you didn't even know. Yeah. Right? That might make it okay. And and believe me, I, they usually more often than not dig themselves a hole. Right? <laughs> They're like, oh, that was pretty bad. But, <laughs> if, but then you have the opening to say, what if I said to you, man, you are really intelligent. How would you take that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then see what they say and just wait. Because I have found I'm more effective if I lead them to it. Yeah, they, they arrive it, at the It takes more time yeah. no, no, totally. than it's if an I say, inception. I have some feedback to impart to you. Um, <laughs> you're pretty big sexist asshole right now because I took it as you don't throw so bad for a girl. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. It's true. I used well, to think I had unlimited emotional energy yeah. on people. That's yeah. how and I feel I, right now. And I realized. like, you don't, Ronnie. I, I, Your I, emotional energy is limited. Well, you you want to be, you want to invest in yourself. Yeah. And you don't, you're not here to save everybody. Yeah. That's actually a. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you said to me, Wendy, was like, it's like sales. You have the yes, the no, and the maybes with this whole like mm-hmm. advocacy feminist approach thing. You have people that. If you call them out or if you bring it up to them, they're going to be totally with you. And you have people that might be convinced. And then you have people that you just know in your gut, you're not going to persuade them. And no. it's not even worth it. Yeah, this no. is, this and is, that's yeah. so hard for me to accept. Like that kills mm-hmm. me, but it's so true. Yeah. And it's like you can't waste your time and energy on the nose. That's a great, nope. great perspective because the nose – applies to any sort of controversial topic yes. whether it's political well, or religion and the nose like, will suck yeah. the damn life out of you yeah, y'all yeah, yeah. i mean seriously yeah. it's like a, a negative friend yeah do you want to I, it took me so many years before i actually unfriended people in real life but they just <laughs> unfriended IRL. they sucked the life out of me well mm-hmm. I think there's even something to be said about like intelligence and open-mindedness. Yeah. If if they can't be, I I think if you're unable to be convinced of something, I think it's a lack of intelligence. If you're unable to have a conversation. openness. Yeah. And openness. And you know what I say about the nose? I say, Hey, this tech world is a change in and you're going to be left behind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the train's leaving you behind. Yep. Right. Yeah. (laughs) This is a feminist train. Almost all of us are on board. See you later. I'm on the back of the train waving at your ass. (laughs) Well, well, let me ask you this. What did we call it earlier? A a dated perspective or what do we call it? Yes. 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 Is that an old dog that can't learn new tricks or should I try to help? Is that that a baby? Okay. 
You can't assume someone's a no if you don't try. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you try and it's such a failure, yes. they become your nose. Yeah. Yes. Right. But like you could, you could at least try. You yes. can't assume someone's a totally. no. Totally. Especially because of their age. I think a lot of times we think, oh, it's an older guy. Yeah. He's never going to get it. It's like, well, so I could give him a shot. So <laughs> one of the big girl skills I'd like us to work on mm-hmm. is actually how do you get good at finding at figuring out if somebody's a yes no or maybe yeah that's a a good one it is a big girl skill because i it took me a long time to figure that out i don't have it all figured out so well i mean and this applies to everything like we were kind of talking about earlier when it's appropriate to just listen Mm -hmm. and when it's appropriate to assert yourself yeah insert yourself yes yeah so well this has been fabulous it has yeah. been thank you for thanks coming. for your mentorship wendy i feel like Alexi and I know, I both was, just got mentored yeah this was mentor hour i just I love listening it and learning yeah <laughs> i charge big money for this I know. oh big my girl money. gosh <laughs> but i love you too so oh already already <laughs> wendy's like i hope this isn't too soon but i love you <laughs> bromance <laughs> yeah bro Galmance. yeah Galmance. she's scared she's gone now <laughs> she just left she just walked out <laughs> All right. Thank Bye. you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks again, Lexi, for being on our podcast. I'm sure she's listening out there somewhere. I love it. And she, she was so engaging and just lit on fire. That's what I loved about her. Yes. Right. I mean, she is out there taking on these great opportunities and really she wants to do such a great job yeah of really integrating into the tech world she's awesome yes. um her keynote that yes. she talked about in the interview yes. update went really well but apparently she had the completely wrong slide deck when she showed up no yeah they messed up her slide deck but she said that she made it work and it wasn't even noticeable oh i love it so ch- Good for her. Like Way to like, go. Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. All right. Let's end the podcast with a big girl spotlight. And I love this. This has happened on Mother's Day, actually. Okay. Uh, Alicia Montano is more than a tech star. I'm a track star. Oh, my God. We are Please, so. Can you fix this? <laughs> we are so Please ingrained help me. in tech. I know. She's a track star. Fabulous track star. Okay. She's an Olympian and a three-time U.S. national champion. Mm-hmm. And when she chose to compete while eight months pregnant with her first child in 2014, she also earned the moniker, the pregnant runner. Oh I mean, gosh. she, it was so it was, cute. She had that bump. And she, well, it was so, so small compared to my biggest bump. <laughs> but so neither sponsors like Nike or Asus, nor the U.S. States Olympic Committee or the U.S. track and field has provisions currently in place to accommodate pregnant athletes. Oh, my gosh. They actually pause their pay. So they can just dump them if they get knocked up. Well, and it's ridiculous, right? So instead, her scholarship dollars and health insurance were cut in response to her being sidelined by pregnancy. Oh, her health insurance? Yeah. This was health insurance, not only her pay, right? So Montano... Um, revealed the gender bias in an explosive op-ed in the New York Times. So they worked with her to do this op-ed and then to actually create a video. Wow. So it's called, Nike told me to dream crazy until I wanted a baby. Damn. It's so good. You got to go check out the video. Okay. And she did it and they did it, um, her and the New York Times, Mm -hmm. did it like how the Nike 
anything you want to do, you can dream big. You know how it's oh, so same, so like, dramatic. Cinematography. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they did it kind of playing like a off of it. satirical version. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Love it. So um, she says in this op-ed, so com- companies like Nike tell us to dream crazy. We say, how about you stop treating our pregnancies like injuries? Mantano, now a mother of two, asks in a time video, the opening of which is produced to resemble one of Nike's famous spots. Then they tell us to believe in something, and we say, how about maternity leave? How about when you tell my daughter she can achieve anything, you back it up? Wow. That's what she says, right? So just six days later, Nike released a statement um, that said it is adding language to new contracts for female athletes that will protect their pay during and health benefits during pregnancy. Wow. She got them to change. That's amazing. What I loved is Brooks, Asics, Burton, Noon uh, also announced they are ensuring their contracts and policies explicitly support female athletes. Wow. So what this taught me <laughs> is that one woman can make a difference. Wow. And what I love, too, is that other big name runners, um, Kara Kucher and Phoebe Wright, were who jumped in with support. Wow. As well as, of course, the New York Times that used their media for good. Well, thanks for... Listening, that was way too soon. <laughs> way too soon. Uh, <laughs> as always, have a kick-ass week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Girl Money. We appreciate your support. If you want to follow us in other ways, we're on Instagram and Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook. And remember, we love getting email Mm -hmm. about your questions and stories. I mean, it knowing that we can make an impact Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons we love doing this so much. So email us at biggirlmoneypodcast at gmail.com. And check out our website, which is biggirlmoney.com. So if you like us, that makes all the big difference in the world. So what do they do, Ronnie, if they like us? Well, Wendy, let me tell you. If they <laughs> like us, they should leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast so that others can find us. Yeah, and please share it so that other people can find us too. Thanks for listening. See you next time.